Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Zephcast, the show where we get to know your favorite streamers, content creators, and podcasters alike. I am your host, Zephyrs XP, and with me today is my amazing friend, the legendary Fortune Cookie. How you doing today, Fortune? How's your day going? Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing really, really, really good today. Thank you seriously so much for taking time out of your day to come hang out to kind of chat about you getting to know a little bit more about you, about streaming. Um, yeah, and I'm super excited just to kind of see where our conversation takes us. Too. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's truly an honor. I was ecstatic and nervous when you first asked me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm 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 still like super nervous a little bit before I kind of <laughs> everything gets going. It's always like right before you place the phone call, it's like <gasps> okay, just do it. Just go. It's like <laughs> Just do it. Just make your dreams come true. Just do it. That's like the meme of my <laughs> life at this point. Um, so icebreaker question, just kind of right off the bat. Sure. The one everyone always loves. <laughs> of all the fast food restaurants, who has the best chicken sandwich? Of all? All right. Well, I'm going to go with this one because I just had it two days in a row. Uh, because they had a promo today, but um, I'm gonna say Popeyes. Uh, Popeyes spicy chicken sandwich takes it. It's crispy, but also still juicy and tender in the middle. Um, and just remove the pickles, and I'm fine with it. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> I'm I'm not big into pickles either. Like I'm not super crazy about them either. We actually cucumbers are great. Pickles are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's something about like like because it's not even pickles. You can like. What's the process called? Pickling it? Well, it's like fermenting um, uh, because you put the cucumbers in a jar with vinegar and the seasonings for mm. a couple days and then it kind of just seeps. So mm. I only like to seep my tea. So anything outside of that, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> Ooh, tea's so good. What's your favorite kind of tea? Ooh, um, well, as you know, I'm a big coffee drinker. So the only thing that I drink tea wise is usually like oolong or green tea which is very traditional in chinese culture mm -hmm. so Ooh, green tea is is if, if i had to give up coffee and replace it with something it would it would probably be green tea it's so green tea is just so good so so good it really is um so kind of first real question off the bat so who is fortune cookie the streamer and the person behind the streamer could you kind of tell us a little bit about yourself kind of where streaming began or even like kind of however however personal sure. you want to get with that so basically you're asking me to show my personal face and my private face okay i can do that if you want to of course <laughs> no that's totally fine so fortune cookie the streamer um was actually never meant to be a thing and you know that uh when i came into your stream when you were streaming final fantasy 9 i had zero intention on streaming um it wasn't even a thought in my mind um but there were three pivotal people that pushed me towards streaming and i think you know all of them <laughs> uh the first one being my best male friend kyle um a1 twins <laughs> flex on him <laughs> um he just one day was like you know i think you have a real gift you can connect with people and that's rare and i think you should try streaming I literally looked at him and I was just like, no, <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Um, the second person being you, uh, because you casually brought it up in conversation of when are we going to see a fortune cookie stream? I was like, um, 
never i don't know no um and then mizzy um who's been my best friend for 21 years was just like you know what if you don't like it then don't fucking do it Mm -hmm. but if you do like it then just do it so i just kind of took her advice and started streaming and now it's like a habit i keep going back to but the best habit because you know just like everyone else it's been really hard on me with the pandemic and not getting that social interaction so this is the best way to interact in a safe way 100 did you think when you kind of first started streaming were you kind of going into it like i just want to just kind of experiment with this or were you kind of like okay i'm gonna go streaming i'm gonna go 100 percent for it just gonna give it my all or were you just kind of like dipping your toes in a little bit definitely like dipping my toes in the water not mm-hmm. knowing what to expect not knowing what the community was going to be like because i had zero clue i just mm-hmm. was going in with no experience like i had experience from my friends but i didn't have any personal experience yeah. so it was like kind of an odd experience for me um because you know um unfortunately sometimes we get those negative creepy people on twitch but that's Uh, like the one percent so i'm actually very thankful to have started streaming um i think it actually helped to break me out of my shell a bit more yeah 100 percent. it's it's interesting like i was the same way i was really nervous to start streaming because you hear like horror stories on the internet all the Mm -hmm. time of like really interesting people but it's like it really is only like a very minute like one percent sliver that is like that and then you just deal with them real quick with the band hammer and just kind of move on through the day but like the 99 percent totally make the community is is so so powerful on twitch um it definitely is um Um, sorry to kind of jump in there on on that but like uh yeah yeah so sorry what were you saying kind of about like starting streaming and everything Oh, um, starting streaming was a wild experience um, because I was just like, I don't know what to stream. Like, what am I going to stream? So I, by default, went with a game that I had started but never finished. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start this over. And it was Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which was perfect because it was the one Laura Croft game I hadn't finished. So I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. Yeah. It's it's because you've played other like uh, Tomb Raider games in the past, right? Correct. So this was kind of the like the one Tomb Raider game you hadn't fully completed yet. So that was kind of like a good one to jump in. I think I had gotten frustrated at a point and it was just like, you know what? I'm going to put this off till later and then never came back to it. So I was like, well, that's a perfect way just to, you know, finish games. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really smart idea to start streaming with a game like you've either maybe played before or like you're somewhat familiar with, like the franchise familiar with, or just a game you really love. Cause the worst thing is like playing a brand new game, having no idea where to go, being like super frustrated with it, and then still trying to figure out like the streaming stuff and the Twitch stuff and trying to make it as easy as possible right when you jump in, I think is a super smart way to go second because we have souls born talk about this. yes i actually have um, some souls questions too <laughs> okay um but you asked about who i am outside of streaming um so outside of streaming um a lot of you guys know that i work full-time as well so i juggle 40 hours a week with trying to stream at least 25 hours a week while also maintaining 
my life, my friendships, just also taking care of myself mentally and physically. So um, I think with streaming, it's been a great outlet because before this, I think I wasn't too easy on myself. I was very self-critical about myself. I still am. I'm still working on being better to myself. Um, but I think with streaming, I've kind of just relaxed and let go a lot, which has been very therapeutic for me. Oh, yeah. It's 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 such a like creative outlet, isn't it? It's like so many it things. Totally is. Yeah, because you can be like so creative with anything from like your stream setup to like the games you're playing to like like special events like charity streams or big community streams so there's like exactly there's like social interaction with it there's there's mm -hmm. creativity with it it's really just like so many good things kind of just thrown together in one yeah i totally agree and you know like to think almost a year ago i was telling everyone no hell no i'm not streaming and now mm -hmm. i'm just like yeah i'm streaming i stream five days a week you know, I'm trying to get through games. Let's do this. Man, working full time and mm -hmm. going like five strong. Cause because I usually do like three to four hour range, but like you go, you go like five plus hour range most times. Um, like you totally yeah. destroy it. I I try on the days that I work, so like Mon not Monday, excuse me. Um, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I try to keep it the four to five hour mark so I'm getting decent sleep. Whereas Friday, I only work a couple hours. So Fridays and Saturdays, I try to make them my chunky streams because that's where I'm able to tweak things and really grind. So for me, that's the best time. Um, and that's why I stream earlier is so that way I'm getting interaction with other people from all walks of life. Do you notice like different people kind of popping in at different times in your stream? Like if you start earlier, there's totally. like, yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I noticed that too. When I did um, my like 12 hour stream a couple weeks ago, it was, you really saw people like later on, at least I saw people later on in the evening. Where I'm like, I haven't, I haven't talked in a long time. How have you been? And I guess, yeah, it's exactly. just, you're kind of like, you kind of like niche out your little chunk of time, but anytime you deviate before or after it, you kind of get like, you meet extra people or people who may not have popped in quite as often. It's totally cool because when I stream earlier on Fridays and Saturdays is usually when I get people from different countries, which is always so crazy and cool to me when someone's like, oh, I'm from Brazil. And I'm like, well, welcome in. How's it going? How are yeah. you? Meeting people from like all around the world, I think has been one of like the best things about Twitch um, for myself. I know talking to like a lot of other people cause like outside of doing something on the internet, how would we have met these people in real life? You know, like- Oh, exactly. Like how on earth would I have ever have met Riff and Rash? Yes, I was, just, yeah. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I was literally just gonna say Riff and Raph. Like we gotta go to Spain and have drinks with them one day. That is oh, like that would be absolutely fun. on my to-do list and jujitsu. I, I, jiu-jitsu and i think they're like eight hours away by train from paris so that would be oh, so man. much fun <laughs> just just an excuse to go to europe right Hang exactly out with exactly i'm about it i'm about it too I, I feel like with like i've always been decently social with people but like i don't know do you kind of feel the same way like once you start streaming you just kind of like come out of your shell almost like a different person kind of comes out so um, I still get nervous every time I hit start 
extreme um, yeah. because I think we all in some way, shape or form get nervous. Uh, my nerves mostly come about the impression I'm gonna leave on someone, right? Um, and I always wanted to be a positive interaction. I never wanted to be anything negative or anything below a positive um, mark. So I always try to think that every time I go live that, yeah, there's probably somebody that's not gonna like me, but that's okay. Um, I think that just being my genuine self, whether it's weird and boring and nerdy is totally fine. I think too, being that more genuine, like true to yourself person, like the people mm -hmm. who really attach to you and, and really want to like get to know you and become like your friend, they'll, they'll just be more likely to kind of stick around and like be there for you regardless of what game you're playing. Um, and I'm sure like when you kind of switch games, like maybe go from a Dark Souls game to like a Final Fantasy game, there will be some people who are just like, I have no interest in seeing Final Fantasy. Exactly. But but like a lot of the people will be like, I don't maybe care about Final Fantasy, but I love Fortune Cookie and Fortune's playing it. And I want to see how Fortune is doing today. So I'm going to jump in regardless and kind of see what what's going on. And I have one friend, um, he's in Norway. His name is Andy and he actually became a friend because i was playing uncharted 2 which happened to be yeah. his favorite of the series and he has stuck around since then since the hopping of games and i think a lot of people um get too caught up in the numbers and just think oh well i want to reach more people well you reach more people by being a kind genuine person not by treating them as such a number a hundred percent um i really like kind of what you've kind of been going more towards is like not using that term follow because it really like puts like a number on somebody but instead using like friendship like like it's an honor to have you here i'm great it's great to meet you and kind of like i want to become friends and everything like that versus like oh thank you for follow number 1017 you know like really yeah. having the personal and i think it's a yeah like you said it's a way to personalize it right um it's definitely a way of thanking somebody for their time because there are so many other channels that they could yeah. pop in and out of to where they can have these conversations but they for whatever reason decided you're going to be their go-to so for me that is investing in friendship and that means more to me than just saying hey thanks for your follow right right i was actually reading this this twitter thread a couple days ago that was like super fascinating it was about like somebody complaining when people like when somebody follows and they like oh thank you so much for the follow or thank you for coming in like welcome in like some people like don't like being announced or even having the alert that says they follow they kind of want to like silently follow and mm -hmm. i thought that was like super interesting there was like i think it has to do with some social anxiety um, I think it's the fact of being noticed that some people are just like, I don't want to be noticed. I just want to be in the background, which is totally fine. Like, I will still at least thank them and appreciate them for their time because time is something that is very precious, you yes. know? It's kind of the only thing we all have truly, like, deeply, like, kind of that same level that everyone has. Like, everybody only has 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it was, it was... I think you're hundred percent right. I think some people really, and it's totally fine whether you're super, super chatty or like never say anything in chat and you're just kind of lurking yep. in the background. So, um, so it was an interesting read. Um, what kind of originally got you like super interested in wanting to stream? Was it like, was there 
I know we kind of touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but was there like one particular game that was drawing you where you're just like, I really, really want to play that? Or is it just kind of more of like Kyle nudging you, Mizzy nudging you? Is that <laughs> kind of like, why don't you try it? I think it was more so of the nudging. Um, it wasn't so much of the video games because I was like, I can just play video games whenever I want. I'm an adult. I, I make my own decisions, right? right? Um, so it was more so the nudging. It was more so taking a chance um, on myself, really, because I think a lot of us have reservations about putting ourselves out there because it's almost like being in the public eye. Yeah. You're on somebody's computer screen or TV or both. And it's kind of terrifying when you think of it because you're like, I don't know how I'm going to seem to somebody. So it was more so taking a leap for myself and i gotta say it was the best leap i've taken yeah what what do you think has been like the biggest positive you've gained out of it like the friendships maybe the biggest positive is definitely the friendships um and also the community um i'm like intertwined with so many different communities and it's great and it feels good when you go into somebody's chat and you feel like it's this big dysfunctional family everyone's there everyone's yelling everyone's passing around food telling jokes <laughs> that are not suitable for work and suitable for work and it's just a good time like you just feel in your heart like this is home a hundred percent the best thing is when you're like really good friends with like like really close friends on twitch with mm -hmm. a couple people and you like hop into somebody's chat who you really really like and you're like i love this person and then you see them there as well and you're like oh yeah. it, it really is like a big twitch is really big and really small at the same time well yes it's like how how would i describe it it's like the biggest smallest town where everyone knows everyone somehow I agree. I think it's also the niches too, like specifically mm -hmm. like, um, you know, in, more in the gaming side, like the Dark Souls community is very like once you play yeah. one and two and three and Bloodborne and all them, like by the by the time you go through the whole gauntlet, you like everybody in the Souls community has probably had eyeballs on you at least at one point, you know? I mean, it was it was nuts. I think with the Soulsborne community, it's just not how dedicated that community is to just from software games it's nuts they're they're really really great games um i guess that'll just be the jumping point into it because like <laughs> i i i am so down to talk about dark souls because i haven't really had a chance too much to talk dark souls with anybody um so you've blown through and that's like the perfect word like you've like just destroyed bloodborne dark souls one and two and you're already crushing three what secret or advice to getting good would you give other people <clears throat> maybe myself trying to get a little bit better on taking down pikachu and snorlax today oh, unfortunately you. i was doing work so i was only able to catch the end of it but for those at home that don't know who pikachu and snorlax is it's o and s from dark souls one which is probably the breaking point for a lot of beginners if you start with dark souls one because that fight is just i'm gonna be honest about it it's not fucking fair it's just not fucking fair <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's true. just it's just like okay 2v1 right but if they were all our size it would be fine but no you have big boy with his hammer and then you have 
Pikachu coming in, jabbing you and throwing lightning. It's like, okay, from software, dicks. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. I really feel like neither of them just alone were like, they would have just been decent bosses that maybe died to a couple tries. But the fact that they're together just immediately cranks it up to like a 10 out of 10 difficulty. That was it definitely does. Probably that was honestly probably the most difficult boss I've fought probably in like all the video games I've ever played. They were like rushing me to pieces. I was like, there was a point today where I'm like, I really don't, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get past this. Am I going to give up? Is this the end of Dark Souls for me? What's going on? That was the point I told you a lot of people rage quit at because it's just not a fair fight. It really isn't. Um, who did you end up actually taking down? Was it Snorlax or Pikachu first? So when I first was trying it, I was trying to go for Smau. Um, is it pronounced mm -hmm. Smau or Smog or Smo? Do you know how? No, I just call him Pikachu and Snorlax. Okay. I was, <laughs> easy. I was trying to take down Snorlax first because um, it kind of seemed like the best route to go. Mm -hmm. But I switched it up to try to go for Pikachu first because Pikachu would like, if you could run to the opposite side of the arena, Pikachu would kind of zoom to you. But Snorlax yeah. would kind of be like slowly walking over. So they gave you a couple seconds alone with Pikachu. And I kind of used that to take take him out. And and once the second phase starts, it's like not even that bad. It's just like, just be patient. You know, there were a lot of people that were asking me, should we tell him to go for Pikachu? And I'm just like, well, it really depends on your playstyle. I took down um, Snorlax first, and then it was able to take down Pikachu. So it really just depends on your playstyle. If you think that you need to take out the tanky person first to then go for the fast person by yourself, mm -hmm. that's fine. Or if you want to do it the other way around, that's fine. It's Dark Souls. There's no right or wrong way to take down a boss as long as you get that win. 100%. That's honestly been the best thing I feel like about playing these games is just so there really is so many different ways that you can take down enemies so many different paths you can go like it the replayability of these games is is kind of really addicting I'm gonna lie i hated bloodborne my first playthrough i hated it because i had zero intention on playing a soulsborne game and i think i told you that story yeah i did not want to play it but for those that don't know the story is I was being asked by two people, um, Mock Tongue Seven and Andy, yes. when I was going to play Bloodborne. And my first response was like, Hell no. No. <laughs> no, fuck you. No. <laughs> I was like, I'm not playing this. I was like, I've seen Kyle play it and I'm just, nope. And then they kept asking and asking to where they got me down to a maybe. Oh. And they're like, oh, well, she said maybe. It's it was the maybe. <laughs> Mom said maybe. <laughs> um, so eventually they worked me down from the maybe to where I was just like, you know what? You want me to play this damn game so bad and you buy the game for me. You buy it, I will play it. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you know what? I won because hey. when you tell someone to buy something for you, they're not gonna do it. Right. 10 minutes later, I get a $40 donation saying Bloodboard hype. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so go, going through Bloodborne, um, kind of looking back on kind of your reaction to initially starting it, do you think the high, like the difficulty of Bloodborne is, is fair or do you think it's easier than some people give it credit for? Definitely, I wouldn't say it's easy. 
but I wouldn't say it's overly hard. Um, but I will say that um, the jump in difficulty from a regular video game to a from software game is very noticeable because you're using your fighting tactics in a different way right because you have to think of how to take down bosses um, in a methodical way and not every boss is going to be the same so it was really just using different parts of my brain to compute okay well this guy is slashing forward this boss is slashing all over how do i do this you know are they weak to anything kind of just getting the hamster wheel spinning right right um that uh, that's so interesting because like every boss really is kind of some bosses i mean some bosses are pretty easy like you can kind of get them the first couple tries but some of them you really gotta like really observe and be like what do i do like what's gonna exactly like, what's the strategy here and i think now being in dark souls 3 i have enough experience hopefully under my belt <laughs> to kind of figure out bosses um a boss that I recently defeated, um, apparently I could parry him, but I didn't do that. I just went old school, like roll, 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 roll into his attacks, which for those that have never played a From Software games, it sounds funny. Like, <laughs> why would you roll into their attacks? It does work. It does. And it, it's just, it sounds funny, but it works. So I was just rolling into his attacks. And then at one point, it's phase two and it's like star wars clone wars attack and i'm just like there's two of them i don't know what i'm gonna do but i just kept spamming roll and just beat them so it was crazy i think a big problem a lot of people have with these games is they're so used to playing games where they don't really die or if they do yeah. die it's it's like a really big deal like you gotta mm -hmm. like in final fantasy games like i love Y'all have heard a million times. I love Final Fantasy. It's like my favorite series of all time. But like in Kobe. Final Fantasy, really, you think? <laughs> but like in Final <laughs> Fantasy, you don't really get game overs or it's very rare yeah. that you get game overs. So like jumping into this where you're literally dying every five minutes, every 10 minutes, every 15 minutes, like it's 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 an interesting kind of jump, you know? I think what's more, most frustrating is not the death to the boss, right? Because we're expecting that. Yeah. It's the death to the gank squads and gravity that are just like, yes. really? Like, why? It's also the run back to the boss, I feel like. Mm -hmm. I feel like some of them are okay, but some of them are just like mind-numbing where it's like, you die to the boss, it'd be fine. It's like, okay, I'll just spawn right outside and jump right back in. No, you got to run through the entire arena all over again and get back there. And yeah, how do you I feel think, about that? I think it depends on the game. Um, and I'm not going to spoil anything for those at home and for you, even though you may have spoiled yourself. <laughs> However, in Dark Souls 1, there are not a lot of close bonfires, I felt like, to mm. bosses. But there are an abundance in Dark Souls 2 and 3. Um, and I'm actually glad that I did play the Dark Souls trilogy in order um, because one of my friends let me know. He's like, it's a good thing you play Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2 before you did Dark Souls 3 because the first two are going to be referenced in Dark Souls 3. I was like, oh. Um. So now my brain is like looking for those clues of being referenced 
of the other Dark Souls games. Yeah. I, so I actually really wanted to play Dark Souls 3 first. I re like everyone said Dark Souls 3 was kind of just like this perfect action RPG of like Bloodborne, but like in the best Dark Souls way. And like, mm -hmm. I really want, I like really want to play DS3 first, but other people were saying if you play like this perf, I don't want to say perfection, but kind of perfection of the Dark Souls games and then go backwards, you're just going to be annoyed with so many things in DS1 and DS2. It's just going to be like, why did they do this? Or why did they have this? That, you know, it was a hard transition. I'm not going to lie. Going from Bloodborne to Dark Souls 1 sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because, and you know, um, before you get to O and S, it's very slow. It's just kind of like, trucking along trucking along trucking along and then it's like boom 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 after yeah. it's like okay um and dark souls 2 you know there's a lot of people that don't like dark souls 2 and i get that there are some functionalities i don't like about it but i'm not gonna sit there and say it's a terrible game because it's not it's mm -hmm. not a terrible game you just have to buckle down and have patience with it but at the same time too if you have the patience to farm in Bloodborne or any other Dark Souls game, you can get through Dark Souls too. I agree. And, and it's interesting because a lot of times in like past games I've played, like if I'm struggling with a boss, mm -hmm. I, that usually is just, okay, I just got to grind for 30 minutes or an hour and then level up and I'll get through it. But that's kind of the kind of a little bit with these games, but so much more on it is like you could you could be super high level and still get crushed by Smile's hammer. Like it's all about observing their movements, kind of where they're going and just trying to learn their patterns. And then once you kind of get their patterns down then it's just about patience, I think. I'm kind of glad that I didn't start Dark Souls 3 right after Bloodborne. I'm actually glad that I went through Dark Souls 1, kind of learned my way, um, learning how to parry and repose. Mm -hmm. um, even though it's weird, pairing and reposting is so much easier in Dark Souls 1, but in Dark Souls 2 and 3, it is so much easier to get a backstab. It's just really weird how those mechanics changed. But I think also going then to Dark Souls 2 and finishing Dark Souls 2, mm -hmm. being able to then play Dark Souls 3 has been such a reward for myself because I'm like, hey, I got through the longest of the Soulsborne games. So we were born in ourselves with Dark Souls 3 and it has been a blast. The music in this is very much more operatic and cathedral-like and I am loving it. Yeah. Is, do you see a lot of where from software? Because they did Bloodborne before Dark Souls 3. Do you mm -hmm. kind of see the Bloodborne influence in it? When I have watched your streams a little bit like of DS3, I totally see it in the world. There's like so many enemies and world elements. I'm like, that is very Bloodborne right there. It has the gothic feel to it, like that gothic like lore feel. Yeah. Um, but I will say with this one, um, I don't think like there's certain aspects of it um, with the aesthetics, such as the mountains, they're not as polished. Um, mm. Like there's such great attention to detail to these architectural buildings that are like probably like 14th 17th century and i love it and i love the attention to detail with the music and the bosses um so it definitely has bloodborne vibes um and it has the better controls so don't give up hope better controls are coming um i'm just loving dark souls 3 i'm loving the pace of it um 
I'm not so much happy with the boss that I'm currently stuck on because they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Is do you feel the same way like when you take down a boss that you like really struggled with and you finally get the victory? Afterwards, you're kind of like you're so happy about it, but at the same time, you're like, I kind of wish I could fight them again. If it was that I was really stuck on, mm -hmm. like that I absolutely was stuck on for a couple days, I'm just gonna be like, nope, never doing that it. boss again. I'm done. Put a fork in it because it's done. Um, but then there's other bosses like in Dark Souls 2. Um, there's one DLC boss. I'm not gonna say the DLC boss name because spoilers. Um, he was such a fun fight. I didn't mind dying to him and his like battle arena was beautiful his music was beautiful i was just like you know what this is like lady maria all over again i don't mind fighting you let's keep this going the one i kind of spoiled myself with watching dahlia's um dahlia the monkey stream and just i was so just captivated by the boss fight i can't wait for it i think it was mm -hmm. artorius okay yeah that is one of the dlc so, ones spoilers for anybody who's listening that is going to be dark souls one um dlc boss he is the second dlc boss he is my favorite um of the whole game and then the other one um and i know you know about it they're either technically i think third or fourth i call them third because i fought them third is uh Calamit, the black mm, dragon yeah that is my favorite um after Atorius, but don't look up anything about Atorius yet because you're gonna cry when you read his story um because there's another boss that's intertwined with him so that's all i'm gonna say i'm i'm super excited um yeah these bosses by far have just been like i i guess i'm just not used to fighting bosses like this where you just die so many times but the feeling mm -hmm. afterwards is so rewarding um beating like pikachu and snorlax today i was so happy happy about it and then i'm like i kind of wish i could fight them again actually <laughs> you can a new game plus but they're just gonna be wrecking you <laughs> so i want to do a new game i'm really oh, kind of deciding if i want to do a new game plus um or do like dark souls two or three after but i think if i do a new game plus i it would be so much fun to do a co-op have you done co-op it would at be all? fun co-op just remember anytime you do co-op like the same as summoning you are raising the boss defense i believe by 50 percent mm -hmm. so that means they have 50 percent more health and their special defense rises too so it makes it that much harder but you got someone else to kind of like pick on them in the front and you get the booty strikes and could be yeah, fun i mean you can you can debate them um it's just not <laughs> that easy um the reason i say that is because i got up to new game plus four on bloodborne and you definitely know the difficulty spikes after each new game it's just that incredibly harder like orphan by new game plus two was just terrible <laughs> so i'm terrible i'm actually bloodborne's like um the one game offline that i still actually play that's my like 7 7 30 at night still have a couple hours wifey's doing her own thing like I, i'll play bloodborne a little bit and i'm actually at new game plus two i think and i just got to the dlc and i was i've died like 20 times to ludwig and i'm like i do not remember this being this difficult <laughs> because they up the uh they up the hp as well as the defense on each new game so even though you might be like, say, level 180, 
-hmm. they're still gonna clap you holy crap i think i actually am at level 180. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they were man they they were who was the hardest boss of bloodborne for you like who was the one you just were like i just can't wait to get past this boss i'm i'm definitely gonna say orphan um because i wasn't really comfortable with the rolling into the attacks at that point um because it was my first time playing a friend software and i was just like what do you guys mean that i have to roll into his attacks like that sounds stupid That's like why not, would i right? roll away not common like, sense let me roll into the attack <laughs> it's like oh you know somebody's trying to attack you roll into their punch and it's like what <laughs> It's like, this doesn't work in real life. Trust me, I've played from software games. <laughs> Punch into me. <laughs> exactly. So when I finally beat him, it was just like a moment of relief um, because I was just getting frustrated. I was just like, you know what? I need to sleep on this. And usually that's my thing is if I feel like I'm getting frustrated, I'm like, you know what, guys, we're going to save this boss till the next stream. And I need to sleep on it and I need to come back rested. And that's usually when I'll do better because I know myself. And when I feel like I'm hitting a wall, that's when I need to say, you know what? That's enough. I'm going to step away. I'm going to come back to this. And that is usually when I'll clap them the next stream. Do, do you feel like when you're fighting some of these really tough bosses, like the more you keep dying, you just kind of start losing your patience. And then you go into the boss and just get and like die even faster. And you're like, just it's like a spiral kind of snowball yeah. effect. Um, there was a Dark Souls 2 boss in the DLC that actually was the reason why I took a break from the game. I was just like, you know what? I'm getting frustrated. I'm not having a good time with it. And I don't want to start resenting from software or these games. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a mental break. And I took a break. And it Super wasn't Mario. until... <laughs> it wasn't until actually Taj was like, you know what? This is what you need to do and i listened to him and i was able to do it after that point i was like you know what taj you're a game god i need to <laughs> listen to you more often <laughs> i felt that same way with mock with bloodborne like yeah mock was i'm like i don't think i could do out through bloodborne without mock mock is an absolute legend <laughs> um, one of the reasons why i got the platinum so so with because we talked a little bit about the most difficult boss you faced do you <laughs> have a favorite boss between all of the ones you've played or like any particular one where you're just like if i could just repeat play this boss over and over the one you'd go for i mean i have favorite bosses from each of the games if you don't mind oh, okay. me saying their names if you yeah, don't care yeah. about those kind of spoilers so spoiler for anybody who wants to play dark souls or bloodborne i'm about to say their names um so bloodborne my two favorite bosses were definitely Vicar Amelia and Lady Maria. Um, yeah. I don't know why with Vicar Amelia, it just clicked with me. And I just loved the cathedral setting. Um, the fact that she was different, you got to see um, that she herself was a hunter that was corrupted by the blood and became a beast. So I always just loved that cutscene and her fight. It was just amazing. Um, Lady Maria... I like to think of her as a pirate, even though she's a hunter, because her music sounds like something off of a pirate like battle scene. Um, and her fight was fun because it was a dance. Like you literally Holy. were dancing with her. Um, Dark Souls 1, favorite bosses are Knight Atorius um, and Black Dragon Calamite. 
you will meet them soon, so I'm not going to say anything about them. Um, Dark Souls 2, uh, favorite bosses are, I believe his name is Velstat the Royal, um, Aegis, Aegis or Aegis, it's Velstat, he's a Bell Knight, he's a fun fight, and I thought he was the first fair fight that I had, um, which was exciting. Um, and the other favorite boss fight, he's a DLC boss fight in Dark Souls 2, is Sir Alone. Um, he was just a fun fight. I loved that fight. Um, very quick and just very well designed. Um, Sir Dark Souls 3. Alone? Yeah, Sir Alone. Um, oh. A-L-O-N-N-E. Hmm. Um... Dark Souls 3, it's really hard to say because I'm still in the beginning of the game, but so far, my favorite boss fight, um, mostly because of the music as well, are the Abyss Watchers. The Abyss Watchers are, I want to say they're like three knights that then morph into one. So they're almost like Power Rangers. Nice, <laughs> nice. Kind of like Shadows of Yarnum a little bit. In the sense, like Shadows of Yarnum, um, but like the thing combined. is with these, so with the thing with this fight is that it's kind of actually um, like a couple Bloodborne bosses. Um, there's three of them, so it's almost like Shadows, but with the three of them, you have to figure out which one is the true Abyss Watcher. And so when you lock on, it will show you the HP of the other two that are the fakes. So this is almost like the Celestial Emissary, right? Interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. Then when it goes to phase two, he deals um, fire on his sword. Of course they do. fire <laughs> on his sword, Lady Maria. So I was just like, okay, so we got Shadows of Yardum, Celestial Emissary, and Lady Maria all in this guy and it was just beautiful um the music was giving me goosebumps when i was fighting them the music in these games really is so good um like it's kind of i'm kind of upset with with like i don't know when the bosses and everything is happening you're mm -hmm. so focused on the boss like you're so intense on the fight and being perfect and everything a lot of times at least for me the music goes in one ear and out the other i don't really listen to it but then when i go back and listen to like the soundtrack um oh my god it's like really 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 good music so do yourself a favor later tonight listen to abyss watchers original soundtrack mm. um it definitely has that cathedral uh, like kind of operatic like vibe to it and there's this low resonating sound that this woman brings out and then the violins kick in and i'm a sucker for violins i don't know what it is about violins but violins just do it for me um so that easily became my favorite like boss fight because of the music alone Ooh, just good orchestral music with like good buildups and just like oh yeah exactly totally um when i was actually driving home from my last day at work had left my job i was literally driving home listening to the bloodborne soundtrack and i was just vibing um I, I was just listening to all of them but like the the specific one probably my favorite would be uh the hunter like father father gascoigne's theme is just oh, so you like 
You like those brass instruments, huh? It's so intense, but honestly, <laughs> Moonlight, I think it's Moonlit Melody. It's when you have, I think, like the 40 insight, and then you go to the Hunter's Dream, and uh, like that yeah. operatic, like soprano singing is so calming and soothing. And just like, I could literally listen to this forever. I know it's so great like when I usually am traveling and I get on a plane I will put on music and I usually will have like certain things like I have Hans Zimmer um, but then I also have like a lot from these from software games because they kind of fit in the same category right Hans Zimmer has amazing music like he does oh, goodness and Hans Zimmer is so connected with like Christopher Nolan and Christopher Nolan yep. is like such a good director. You got amazing taste, Fortune, 100%. <laughs> um, I just love music. Do you think you do better with the, the bosses in these games more on like the, the human kind of size level, like L Lady Maria, Father Gascoigne, or do you do better with like more of the chaotic big ones, like the Ludwigs and the Cleric Beasts, like the more chaotic ones? Depends. Um, so with these playstyles, I've noticed that I've just have gotten better at dodging into attacks. Um, so I guess it just really depends. Like I apparently took down the Abyss Watchers like eighth try and there were other people who were like, I was stuck on this boss for hours. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like I just, I got hyped up and I just did it. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it so true i loved like i honestly love sorry to anybody listening who are like man they are just talking about souls non-stop but seriously one of the best things talking to people about these the from software games is everybody's experience with the bosses is so different like for one person they could be stuck on orphan of cause for days and somebody else just gets it second try oh i know and it's funny because of a lot of <laughs> friends that i've made um through bloodborne by just popping in the stream and seeing how i can help them by boosting their confidence or if they need a tip or anything um there were a couple streamers i popped in and they were really struggling with vicar amelia like they were having a hard time and i'm just like you know i understand i was like i personally did not have a hard time with her but i know my best male friend did he was stuck on her for like eight hours Ooh. and I got her like eighth try. So I was just trying to help them saying, you know, obviously you need to look at her attack patterns. If she's swiping from the front, that's when you need to go to the side or the back. So just remember that, try and look at their patterns. Obviously you're not gonna get the patterns the first time that they're moving and you're in battle, but the more you do it, the more you'll get it. Fire paper, saw cleaver. Yeah, Saw Cleaver is big, but then you get the Ludwig's Holy Blade and it's over. It's <laughs> over. You know what's so interesting is I feel like, because I, I know you did most of your playthrough using the Ludwig's Holy Blade, which is more of like the heavier, like kind of Smackdown uh, instru or, uh, instrument <laughs> weapon. Um, and I've been doing that with Dark Souls 1 using the Zweihander, and it's been so different going from like super fast yeah. Bloodborne to like... Well... The Zui, as I like to call it, is very tanky. And that's why I had suggested to you earlier, I was like, you know, it's a little heavy. You need to be faster for ONS. So that's when I suggested switch to the Claymore, AKA the Baymore. Baymore. And the Baymore was the one that I originally started 
like handling in Dark Souls 1 mm -hmm. because I asked everyone, I was like, what is going to be the most similar to a Bloodwick's Holy Blade? And they said Claymore. And guess what I'm carrying in Dark Souls 3? The Claymore. Yeah. Do you, you want to go back through and replay them and use like a different build at all? Or is just Claymore going to be the weapon forever for you? I think the Claymore is going to be the one for me forever um, just because you can level up pretty quickly and it doesn't eat a whole lot of your stamina. Like it's really good about conserving your stamina usage, which is nice because if you've noticed with your Zui, you're eating a lot of your stamina, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like one smack and maybe just a little bit to roll away one one time mm -hmm. and then that's it. So exactly. And most enemies were pretty fine with that. Even like most bosses were fine. But when you got two crazy bosses trying to like rip your head off at the same time, it's 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 yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> I will give you one piece of advice of mm -hmm. maybe trying to almost max out your claymore um just because there is going to be a very frenetic boss coming on much later that you're going to want to be fast with so you're not going to want to do the zui for that yeah i'm excited for excited for i'm excited <laughs> for bed of chaos because i remember watching I you that boss. i hate that boss i hate gimmick bosses <laughs> i remember watching you so many times with that one and then when he finally got it it was like you just get into the tree or whatever and then just and that's it and it's like really remember i literally said i was like what kind of shit is this like i'm literally hopping over things just to kill this i was like are you kidding me from software like did you guys decide to call the game right here because this is not what i was expecting oh and jumping in these games suck like i'm just oh, gonna be honest i like I, it, does get it does get better in dark souls 2 and dark souls 3. Mm, do they have like an actual jump button they do um but it's gonna be different in dark souls 2 um mm. than it is from dark souls 3. i think dark souls 3 they went back to the original um so it's it's different the one thing that i was very disappointed that they took out for dark souls 2 and dark souls 3 were the hit moans those were like the best things in Dark Souls 1. I'm not going to lie. It is so hard to be like, to just like listen to that in my headphones when I'm getting my face smashed in it. And you just hear that. I'm like, nobody would be getting a sword shoved through their spine and going like, ah, like nobody does that. I mean, there are some interesting fetishes out there. Let's just say that. There, 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 there is this, this. There's been a lot of really cool stuff in these games, but there's been a lot of stuff where I'm just like, who green lit that? <laughs> well, like I told you, um, so I have been through now three of the Soulsborne games. So just make sure that you are paying attention to the next bosses in these games because you met the gaping dragon, which has another lovely name. <laughs> there's going to be another boss like that in Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3. Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Yep. <laughs> um, so I guess kind of just like stemming off of like Dark Souls and everything. Um, one question I really do have been liking to ask everybody is what has been like one big highlight moment of streaming since you've started Twitch, since you started streaming and everything? Has there been like one big moment that's just like a standout highlight for you at all? One big standout highlight for me um, since I started streaming is just the community. I mean, I've now done 
two charity streams. And every single time I do these charity streams, I feel like I'm going to be sick to my stomach. <laughs> I'm going to throw up because I'm so nervous. Um, but each time I am just amazed by the community that comes out and really helps pitch in for people that are in need. And it really warms my heart. And honestly, like charity streams are probably my favorite streams because I get so hyped and I just feel like it brings positivity to people, especially since we don't know how everybody's day to day is like, um, and it means a lot to me to put some good out in the world when unfortunately with this pandemic, there has been a lot of uncertainty in this world. I agree. I think, um, charity streams, I've only done the one so far, but like, it, it, like just being in other people's charity streams and just the vibe is, is different in a good way. It's just like yeah. extra positivity, like extra emotions. And you just, you, you feel like you're all kind of in this goal together to try to hit it. And it's, Exactly. yeah charity streams are amazing because you're using your oh, platform so you're using your platform to like really try to help those in need and i don't know that's that's like there's so many i don't know there's so many like self i don't mean that in a bad way but there's so many like selfish reasons to stream like you know mm -hmm. wanting to grow yourself wanting to like learn new skills and everything but there's like to be able to take your platform and to help others around you, whether that's from building relationships or mental yep. health with people or like exactly. using the platform for charity is like, what? It's so cool. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I look forward to doing my charity streams twice a year. Um, so I do them every six months and I want it to be that special because it is something special. It's something that you know you're gathering people for and people are investing their hard-earned money to help others that need help and if we can give just one ounce of good back in the world that that makes all the difference it absolutely does i don't think i could have said it better myself that's 100 percent true um i guess kind of conversely on the highlights of your stream has there been a particular moment that stems to mind that's been like very challenging for you or kind of like maybe not the best experience on Twitch? Oh, I would have to say probably the creepy people, you know, like, and that's such a hot topic. It's, it's something that you know is going to happen and mm -hmm. it's unfortunate when it does. And, you know, everyone has been on the receiving end of it. And it sucks because you're just like, I am not here to be on Twitch, to be objectified, demeaned, belittled, or anything. I'm just here to have fun and make friends. But the unfortunate reality is there are a lot of those people that suck and that are unhappy in their life and somehow. So I am choosing to just kind of laugh about it and ignore them because they don't deserve any part of my time. A hundred percent. I think... I think for a lot of people, they can kind of dwell on it a little bit too much. But at mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's what the maybe the troll wants is they want to get exactly. inside people's mind and get them to react. But like best thing you can do is just throw the band hammer, get them out the way, just move on and just kind of keep going from there or even use it as like a learning experience, like for your community. If somebody's saying, you know, very inappropriate things like doing yep. a ban on them and then kind of talking to everybody that was not appropriate. This is why maybe kind of getting into like more of a a personalized discussion if you're of course comfortable with that um but i feel like just kind of taking that extra step and and just being kind of having a heart to heart with 
your community, your chat, yourself can be really powerful. The things is that I had an unfortunate situation where I had to ban somebody um, from the Discord and from my community for saying something very sexually explicit. Um, and that's always a hard topic because you don't want to tell everyone like, hey, we don't condone this behavior, but I have to address it. And it's that hard part of being like, you know, I know you guys didn't do this, but it's something we do need to address because it is never okay to harass or discriminate anyone, period. A hundred percent. Like, like any kind of discrimination or any kind of hate speech or anything like that is just exactly immediate. No, it's gotta go. So exactly. Um, I think, a, I think a lot of Twitch streamers to kind of do themselves a disservice sometimes when they maybe give too many extra chances or just kind of maybe like, oh, they didn't really mean it. Just kind of let it slide by. Like I'm, I'm every situation is different, but a lot of the, a lot of really aggressive and really, you know, explicit and, and just like hate speech kind of behavior there. I feel like it just, there has to be no room for it. You know, it just kind of has to be like, if it comes out, it's gone. You're gone. And I totally agree on that aspect. It's like, you know, I am for giving somebody the benefit of the doubt and getting them a second chance if it's something minor. Now, if it's something that is in the lines of what you just discussed, like, I'm sorry, like, no, because you know better. You know better. You know you crossed the line and you know that it was not okay. If you can't say it to your own mother, don't say it to anybody else. Very true. Very true. Um, well, that's, that's great. I don't know if I've ever heard that, that before. I don't know. Maybe there's, have, I guess totally kind of similar topic, but I guess a little bit different. Have you told like all of your friends and family that you stream? Parents know, um, my dad was more supportive of it than my mother. Um, so to give a little, uh, background on that. So my mother's very traditional, um, Chinese which is very much like, you know, being practical and having a great career and starting a family and all that. And that's great. That's fine. Um, Maybe not I'm just playing like, video games. <laughs> no, she was not a fan of the idea. Um, still isn't. She's like, you could go to college and you could get another, you can get a degree, you could find someone. And I'm just like, Mom, I'm, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I don't think it's a great time to meet someone. And I definitely don't think it's a good time to go to college. So I'm just going to play it safe and just play video games. And my dad was like, does it make you happy? I'm like, yeah, it makes me happy. Okay. Do you, do you get a little money for this? And I was like, yeah. And then he was just like, all right <laughs> well it's also the 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 creative outlet right like it's not like you're just i mean if you were just playing video games locking yourself in just playing video games like that's that's one thing but like streaming is so much more than that it's about this and and interactions and friendships and sure you make some money on the side as well yeah. but there's like but so I feel like it was also a double standard too because of the fact is my brother plays a lot of video games, mm -hmm. but my mother would never say anything to him about it. But for some reason, she's like, you're a girl. No, and I'm just like, that's very like, 
old school. This Very. is 2021. I'm gonna play games and I am actually probably better than my brother. Sorry, not sorry. Hell yeah. I think I think a lot of that kind of just stigma with video games is very mm -hmm. I mean it's still there in a lot of older generations but it, it's so it's so nice to be involved in communities where just video games are so acceptable and I, I've always believed that I feel like video games are the middle ground between the in-depthness of a book and, exactly. the, and the cinematic experience of going to the movies, it's like that perfect combination of the two and you get to dictate how fast you travel through the story or how slow you go. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people like our age are just realizing video games are not just bad <laughs> video games or whatever, like it's an experience and it's this it new- It totally is. It's this world you get transported to. Exactly. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you tell your parents that you are a full-time content creator? And if so, how did they take it? Um, I have not told a single person in my personal life that I stream. What do you think their reaction would be if you told them? Um, I haven't... I haven't really thought about it too much, honestly. <laughs> um, I... I I don't know. I've, I really don't know. I'm sure my dad, my dad is a little bit more kind of sounds like your dad, like, just like, Hey, is it make you happy? Is it something you enjoy doing? Yeah. Like do that. But my mom is very, very career focused. Very like she's, she's very, I don't want to say money hungry. Cause I don't want that to be like in a negative way, but she's very she, career focused. Okay. So she's more so like the structured, like, you gotta have this and this and this and this to be xyz and your dad's just like see what makes you happy yeah my mom was always kind of the one chasing the the bigger paycheck chasing the the, mm. the promotion the six figures more than six figures much more than six figures and my dad is like i'm comfy where i'm at i gotta go home and hang out with family and kind of do things there and so it, it's I don't know how they would react. I don't know. I I, I was going to yeah. tell all of my coworkers my very last day of work and I just just didn't. I don't know. I think it definitely depends on where you feel comfortable, right? Um, you definitely don't want to feel in a sense like you're not welcomed to say that you stream and that's what your job is right now. But I think that maybe take baby steps in telling, you know, maybe a super close friend or just your dad um, and seeing how it goes from there. And then maybe work it up to telling your mom um, and she's not going to like it, but you're an adult. It's your life and you're not harming anyone. So it's always it's so interesting because I was that same way in school. Like I would I was be so excited to like when I'd be playing band class or just being like mm -hmm. like bands and stuff. Like I would be so excited to go on stage and perform and play and everything, but I would never tell my parents when performances <laughs> were so they'd like come I'd come home and they'd be like, "Where were you all night?" I'm like, "Oh, I was we did band shows and did a performance and stuff." They're like, "You didn't tell us?" so uh yeah. i totally understand that um i used to get nervous to even tell my mom about certain things because i felt that pressure that pressure of wanting to be perfect on anything that i did um and that included ballet that included singing and i was just like man this is a lot of pressure and i just want to have fun i hear you're gonna be possibly singing 
on a 1,000 follower celebration stream, maybe? Yes, that's my announcement that I made yesterday is that I wanted to do something that was different that I'm not entirely comfortable with is singing. Um, I don't like my singing voice whatsoever, um, but I figured, you know what, what the hell? It's a once in a lifetime occasion. It's not every day that I hit a thousand friends, which I'm entirely grateful for. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take this time to just announce it and that'll give me time to figure out this song that I've been preparing that I know um, and just kind of getting my tone in for it and just having fun with it. I don't I don't care if I embarrass myself. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to embarrass the shit out of myself. That's fine. I'm going to laugh about it later, but this is going to be fun and it's going to be something different. You know, one of the best kind of like life advices I ever heard was um, don't take yourself to don't take yourself seriously but take what you do in life very seriously. Exactly. So. And I feel like I'm so serious with my job that I love the fact that I get to come to Twitch and just be someone else and just let loose and not care. Like, really, like I care about people, but at the same time, it's just like, I don't care. I just stop caring the second I go live. I'm just like, hey, it's me. Let's kill some shit. <laughs> just be you. Just be you and have fun with <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. I, I, I think a lot of people kind of like get in their heads sometimes, you know, they mm -hmm. kind of just like overthink things or I, I speaking just for myself, it took so long to actually get Twitch and kind of everything going because there was so much yeah. of me that was like, oh, I need a better audio or I need a better camera or I need better this or better that or this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. And honestly, like Zach was saying it perfect when I was talking to him about it. He was like, you just really got to do it. Like do it right now if you really want to do it and just make it better as time goes on. And I don't think that it matters. Even if you had a camera, when I first started, I didn't have a camera for like a month and it wasn't about the camera for the people, it was the interaction. And then slowly I was like, okay, well, I don't have a camera. So the first thing I did was make sure I up upgraded my audio. So I got the blue Yeti mic and that was the best investment. And then um, I have this current webcam that's very similar to the popular Logitech that I got for super cheap on Amazon. Um, so I'll eventually upgrade my cam, but for right now it works because people like to hear your voice first and foremost, and then they like to associate your voice with your face. I 100% agree with that. I think so many people get focused on the visual aspects, like the lights or the camera or buying a super fancy camera or whatever. But the audio, like how many times do people, are people like in your stream and they have you minimized in the background while they're doing work or they have you up on the TV while they're doing stuff around the house? Yeah, and that's, that's so true. I think audio is 100% something somebody should focus on. If I could tell any new streamer, it's just like, don't worry so much about the camera aspect, focus on the audio and focus on being yourself and just having fun. That's what it's all about. hundred percent. I feel like you have to have fun if you're going to do this. Yeah. You have to like really be excited to go live. You know, you have to be like, I'm going to hang out with friends and we're going to have fun and it's going to be, exactly. we're going to die 10,000 times on this next boss, but it's okay. We'll have fun doing it. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it's just, 
a stress release, you know? There's so many people that come to Twitch because maybe they've had a great day, maybe they've had a bad day. It doesn't matter because they have taken their time to watch you and you're their source of entertainment. They could be watching TV right now, but they chose to watch you instead. 100%. I mean, because there's so many things like our eyeballs are competing for. There's, there's exactly. you know, YouTube and Netflix and, and just news and so mm -hmm. time truly is the most <laughs> valuable thing i think a lot of people it definitely like. is i agree um so another question i was gonna ask do you have any plans for creating content outside of twitch like on youtube or any other creative projects i do know that you have tiktok and your yes. tiktoks clips have been awesome i've loved every single one of them but any other plans aside maybe like more tiktoks or doing any youtube stuff delved into the YouTube thing, I think that's probably going to be the most time consuming, right? Because YouTube is very much like Twitch. It's an algorithm about how you can get hits. Yes. And that to me is a little more pressure, I would say, um, than doing TikToks because TikToks literally are based upon tags. And that's the same algorithm as Instagram and Twitter, which I'm more comfortable with those. So I'm like, Okay, you know what? I'm gonna stick to what I know and I'm good at right now, which is YouTube, not YouTube, um, it's Instagram and TikTok because what people like to see most times are when you fuck up. It's just funny. It's really funny, right? Like you died the stupidest way and people are like, oh, I've done that too. Like. Yes. Um, <laughs> or even the opposite, like, like having like five HP left and then mm -hmm. getting the win. I saw that on one yeah. of your TikToks. Yeah, on uh, my Lady Maria fight, yeah. Getting that like comeback is a rewarding thing, but also just like, you know, when you have that moment of joy, like I did it, which was my recent TikTok upload was like, I couldn't believe that I beat this boss. And people are commenting like, I hated this boss, this boss <laughs> was so difficult. And I'm just like, I don't know how I did it, but I did it and that's all that matters. <laughs> We praise RN Jesus in the Dark Souls universe. <laughs> Pretty much. And people will disagree that RNG does not happen in like Souls Born, but I'm like, if they attack you in different ways, it's RNG. <laughs> oh, 100%. Uh, like, like literally the Smao and Ornstein fight felt so much like RNG. Like there were some times where I'm like, this is, this is a really good run. And other times where you die the first 10 seconds and you're like, well, I guess not this one. Exactly. Um, same with the Capra demon fight. That was talk about a total BS fight. That was dumb because it's such a small space, right? And then you, you not only have the Capra demon, then you have the dogs and then you're like, oh, there's stairs over there. I'm supposed to utilize these stairs. Like what in the world from software? Like how does this make sense to you guys? But this doesn't make sense <laughs> to me. You know what's so funny about these games I, I found out is like the first time you play them, you just want to pull your hair out. You finally mm -hmm. defeat the boss. You're so happy to move on. And then when you new game plus it, it's not that bad. It, like the bosses it have more difficulty to them, but you're like you going in, you know what to do. So you're like way more prepared. It is. And I feel like in Dark Souls 1, if I was to do a um, new game plus, it would still feel kind of foreign to me just because of the fact is 
compared to Bloodborne, like Bloodborne, you have four different ways, but eventually they all end, right? Right. Whereas Dark Souls 1, there's like 80 million ways, and you're just like, this is a little more open world than I wanted. Yes. So... I I was just thinking, like, right before I ended my stream earlier today, I was like, wait, Mm -hmm. we still haven't done the catacombs wait we haven't gone to the drake thing area yet wait we still haven't gone over here wait like i'm just like real remembering all these different places i haven't gone and i'm like yep. oh my god how big is this game you still haven't beaten the moonlit butterfly which I, you need to do that i did beat butterfly i think that was <gasps> you like did? i think that was like, like my third one third boss okay. i defeated it so was so then you still need to go back to that area and you need to produce the symbol yes yes in so. the doorway kind of thing right yes uh-huh you're still my mod too even though i didn't die or i died like i don't know like 10 times 15 times to the butterfly i was so overthinking it overthinking it and here's the funny thing is the reason i first tried it is because i kind of saw what it was doing and i was like oh it's a laser so i'm i'm gonna have to like roll Mm -hmm. or i'm gonna have to run away um and i think that's the important thing and i think that's why a lot of people overthink that fight is like oh this thing's probably going to like shoot its tentacles out at my face and it's like no this one's a little more basic it's kind of interesting too because it does all these laser attacks and then it literally flies in and lays down for no reason other for you to attack and you're like i i get what you're doing i get you're giving me my brief moment to attack but like why are you doing that what purpose does that serve exactly and then there are other people that try to bow and arrow at them they're like just wait till it lands just wait Ryman was was like going big brain when I popped into Ryman's stream the other day. <laughs> Ryman was throwing like firebombs at the butterfly and I'm like, why did I never you can, think of you that? You can do that, but it's just like, if you miss and you run out, then it's like, well, big sword goes sweet. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'll just wait five minutes until it <laughs> lands. Exactly, exactly. I kind of agree. Um, I think with TikTok and stuff, I think TikTok is is really just like such a, a magnificent platform for growth and, and taking these clips or editing the clips or even doing like original content on TikTok. TikTok seems like a really big pop in place. Same with um, YouTube Shorts. Have you looked into YouTube Shorts at all? YouTube Shorts? I try to like minimize my time on YouTube just because it's like a big rabbit hole and then once you get down there you're sucked in um so i try to stay off youtube as much as possible oh it's so true the algorithm just it it like looks in your soul and it's like i know what you want oh i know the other day i looked up um i think it was before the season finale of falcon and winter soldier and then it was just like do you want to watch the bloopers and i'm like well of course yes no (laughs) no yes i don't know <laughs> you just like instantly click on it um i meant like kind of like even uploading your tiktok clips onto like a fortune cookie youtube account under like the shorts platform have you thought about that at all haven't um honestly like usually when i upload onto instagram or tiktok is usually when I'm on break from work. So it's like literally spur of the moment. And then I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna rest my eyes for 14 minutes because these Excel spreadsheets are killing my eyes. And then I'm back at it. Yeah. 
I, I would definitely say maybe I would recommend to like kind of take a look at it because I've I've been thinking about it as well because like the YouTube I mean the YouTube algorithm is probably second to none it's like wow. kind of the best of the best and they're you they just launched this new like shorts program where it's like a minute videos or less very similar to TikTok it's essentially TikTok for YouTube but I'm like if you could do you know maybe TikTok on one day and the next day do it on YouTube shorts That'd be pretty fun. I'm, I've kind of been thinking about something similar to that. Creator, right? I mean, now we got all the time in the world. Kind <laughs> of, kind of, I, I still feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've always struggled with time management, maybe not even time management. Just like I have so many things I kind of have lined up and I sometimes struggle to like complete all of them. So they overlap and then I don't get to stuff. And then I'm like lying in bed. I'm like, oh, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I totally feel that like before I had this job, it would just like pain me to not check something off my list. Right. Mm -hmm. But then with this job, I was just like, well, I have to juggle and just prioritize things. So I go from highest priority to least priority, whatever doesn't get done, then it gets pushed to the next day or whenever I can get to it. So I think it's very important um, to just kind of schedule things. And I know it just sounds like very old lady of me and no, it's true. Fine. But I have to like put things in my calendar. Like I literally have reminders for the next week um, because I'm getting my second dose of the vaccine. I'm like, all right, I want a 30 minute reminder before I have to leave that this is happening. Otherwise, I'm gonna forget. <laughs> Let's be honest. With with the vaccines, um, when you like get the notification that you're like ready for it or the appointment or anything, if you miss it, is it pretty easy to reschedule? I've heard that I don't know. Um, just because I'm keen on never missing appointments if I can so help it. Um, but it, uh, if I can find my little card, um, I think it tells me here that this dose is good until the first dose I got. Um, it expires in August. So we think if you get it before, whenever um, the cutoff is before, then you should be fine, I think. But I don't know. I'm not a specialist. Right. Don't don't take any vaccine advice from us. We're just Twitch <laughs> no, streamers. <laughs> we're just Twitch streamers. We know nothing. So here's one question that I've been getting some like really fun responses from. Um, what game would cost 1 billion channel points for you to play on stream, AKA the worst game you'd play on stream? Stream. Ooh. Fortnite. No, I'd probably say Minecraft, honestly. Minecraft, Minecraft. like I am so meticulous and attention to detail that something being slightly off would just drive me insane and i think that's the reason why i can't play minecraft i'm just like no i'm actually like very much the same way like i'm kind of like a pixel freak on my streams and stuff like i'll like un unlock stuff and just like get all the way up to my monitor and just like click one over and then like look at it and then like click one up and look at it i'm, <laughs> I'm like i'm totally the same way um, and it's just like, you know, like, I understand that kind of boxy animation, right? But that worked better for Final Fantasy VII original, but not for newer games. I'm sorry, Minecraft fans. Oh, I'm sorry. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, the Final Fantasy VII graphics, like, I'll be the first to admit, they kind of look like 
poo-poo a little bit but in this very like nostalgic lego-y enjoyable way legos and it's really funny because they're very like animatronic like but then in the yes. fight sequence it's like fine like it's all smoothed out and you're like what it is it's so interesting too because in seven the like world map characters and then the battle like character polygon animation characters they're they're like totally different and it's not that okay. way in like eight or nine it's like the exact same models but in seven it's 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 interesting very interesting and i don't know about anybody else at home that's played final fantasy original but i know this is true for me when you get to the final boss scene and it's sephiroth and he does that big attack i'm just like i am just pressing fast forward on this section like why is this animation like two minutes long every single time i'm like come on you're gonna take me down to the minimum hp i already know that so can we cut this scene did you ever get the knights of the round materia i don't know if i did or not it's the the material you get for like getting the gold chocobo with all the chocobo breeding and everything oh i never got the gold chocobo i was just happy that i caught one <laughs> yeah um so it's it's like this ultimate attack there's like 13 knights that kind of come and like do like big 10,000 attack moves Goodness. but it takes it takes like two minutes to get through it it's like insanely long yeah um, that's terrible <laughs> you you um what are your thoughts on remake at all compared to og7 played remake mm -hmm. i kind of want to wait until part two comes out and a lot of people mm -hmm. are like you're gonna be waiting like four or five years and i'm like that's totally fine because at that point then people will be like not streaming it which i'm an advocate for not streaming games upon release because mm -hmm. again algorithm um when something's new everyone wants to stream it yeah. what was recently that way cyberpunk everyone was streaming cyberpunk and then it died off or that's cyberpunk. gonna happen i know that's gonna happen again for resident evil village i know it will are you excited for village i am excited for it um but i am going to wait to play it because i want it to be special and i want it to be special for people that are coming in because there's going to be a lot of people also that won't tune in because they don't want spoilers and mm. i get that yeah oh spoilers are always so hard to avoid but at the same time it's yeah spoilers are interesting i'm i'm really excited for the f there's like a playstation 5 update coming to final fantasy 7 remake where it's like 60 frames and stuff oh. like loads a lot better there's like yuffie dlc that'll be interesting it would be nice if i could finally get a playstation 5. <laughs> I, it, it's so mind-blowing so i like randomly checked a, a couple days ago i'm like they can't still be out of stock right oh like, they're still out of stock literally went on like best buy and target and amazon and walmart like everywhere new egg and they're like all out of stock everywhere and i'm like yeah what like this is insane yeah it's almost like you know your hunting journey for your pc it's been <sighs> terrible yes it has been terrible and and it's it's been a wild ride but i'm so excited i'm gonna oh i'm like so excited for you and don't listen to the people that bully you that are like you didn't build your pc it's like it's impossible my pc, my PC was built just not by my hands and it's exactly. fine exactly i i definitely was the like i really did want to build my very first pc kind of kind of mentality but like 
it is so impossible to find gpus right now and, and even like a couple other parts it's just like you either buy it pre-built or you go on some super ultra like site where it's like this just came in stock and like forty thousand people are rushing to the website to buy like 20 of them and yeah it's it's, it's stressful and that was kind of my debacle when i was getting my pc was a lot of people were like build your own PC. It's not that hard. And I went to micro center. Micro center is like best buy with, but with better deals. Right. I went to micro center. I had the parts picked out and everything. And then he kind of went through the process of it and was like, Oh, it'd be $1,500. I was like, I'm going to pay $1,500 just for the PC. No monitor, no keyboard, no nothing. I was like, no, absolutely not. And then I was like, okay, well, I see you have this pre-built. Oh, I'm gonna have to take you to the pre-built department. But just so you know, uh, if you get a pre-built, your streams will be very laggy. They won't be clear, yada, yada, yada. He was like trying so hard to talk me out of it. And I was just like, no, no. Interesting. And then I talked to the person um, who was selling me the pre-built and he was like, don't listen to him. He just wants to get a commission. And I was just like, I'm not going to listen to him. So I bought the pre-built. I gave the nice man who told me, hey, you're going to want to slap more RAM on this, the commission. And so my whole setup with my PC, my monitor, my cam, my mic, and my Elgato, I spent $1,200. Nice. And I would have spent $1,500 just for building my own PC. So, who's laughing now? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I like you can stream. I mean, like it doesn't require it requires a lot of processing power, but it doesn't require that much processing power. Like you it can, really doesn't. You can, it really doesn't. You can get like a pretty solid like stream. I, I'm a huge advocate that like if you want, if you really want to stream, just literally figure out with what you got right now, just how to start streaming. It's not going to look the way you want it to, or like what you imagine right. it to be, but like, just get something going and then buy a better mic, buy a camera, maybe buy some mics exactly. and then maybe upgrade some PC parts to make it, you know, mm -hmm. more manageable or like better quality. But like, and I think that just goes for anything in life. Like if you want to start mm -hmm. exercising or learning a new skill or learning a new language or, or learning to cook yeah. or just like, just start right now, this second, right now, figure it out and then tomorrow make it better. And then the next exactly. day make it better. Exactly. And for people that don't know, I started streaming directly from my PlayStation before I even had a PC and it worked for me. It was fine. And I think a lot of people are just scared to take that jump, but it's like, if you start on your PlayStation and then either you get a pre-built, you build your own PC, or you get a streaming like laptop that's meant for it. It doesn't matter as long not as it MacBook. works. And it, <laughs> not a MacBook. I'm talking about like a gaming laptop. If it works for your budget and it works for you and what you need, do it. A hundred percent. I think a lot of people, and it's not even at all just streaming, but I think a lot of people kind of use the equipment the cost the hardware whatever as like the limitation in their brain like i can't start youtube because i don't have a five thousand dollar fancy camera but it's yeah. really like a lot deeper than that you know it is it is and it's it's definitely scary starting streaming right because you're just like i don't know what i'm doing i don't know how to approach people that might reach them but it's 
like one of those things like you just got to get out of your comfort zone whatever you don't feel comfortable in life you just kind of need to insert yourself i 100 percent agree and and here is some good advice like um my friend i was talking to who's a who's a partner on twitch she was saying mm -hmm. he's like the best thing about like when you first start streaming is there's not a lot of people there there's either going to be like zero people watching you or a, yeah. a few couple like your really good friends who are like really excited for you to start streaming and there's not going to be a lot of people watching your and your first youtube videos your first couple twitch streams so that's the best time to have a bad stream that's the best time to kind of start making mistakes and then just fixing them like it's one thing if it's uh you know you have like a hundred people watching you and you're making very kind of beginner ish mistakes i'd say but like when you got zero people watching you try everything just figure out i know figure it all out and it it definitely was a shell shock for me when i started because of the fact is i had kylan david's community and i yes. had your community so it was just like people just coming in and chatting and i'm just like what do i do what do i what do i say my hands what do i do with them besides play video <laughs> games like words are hard like i'm just overwhelmed it's just a lot for your brain to process and it's just nice to take a step back and just remember like just act like you're hanging with your friends because that's what it is 100 percent. you 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 kind of started your streaming journey quite a bit different than i did like when i first mm -hmm. started streaming i literally created my twitch account and the next day I, I went live like i had no idea about the community about anything twitch all i knew was you just went live and played video games mm -hmm. so for anybody that is interested in streaming or is kind of like like who should i kind of look at to kind of get like a leg up on everybody i would say fortune you have done a phenomenal job because like you thank you you realized it wasn't about like just playing video games or going live or whatever like you developed relationships and communities and then when you said hey i'm gonna start streaming immediately you already had like 10 average viewers you already had people just right there ready to go i think the thing is um besides just building communities is knowing who you want to surround yourself with yes i want to surround myself with people that bring the same positive happy like silly energy that i do and i understand like that's not going to be every single day but the majority of the time i like to surround myself with people that have that same energy um and i like to think that i learned to be comfortable with streaming because of kyle and because of you um because i honestly don't know if i would have done it without your guys's help kyle is an absolute legend i cannot wait to give him He's a big right. hug I can't He's wait right. to give you a big hug. We're just gonna be like, <laughs> like, it's. I I can't wait to have Kyle and David on the podcast as well. I, I think I, I want to reach out to them to have them on and have like the first ever like three of us all together. I feel like that'd be a ton of fun. Thing, will be, you'll be able to probably get um, Kyle in a little bit earlier, um, because yeah. David is father of a very very right. beautiful baby that is currently like. The highlight of his life which i don't blame him at all because that baby's so cute same with mizzy also yes, yes my best friend with my nephew he's so cute oh my goodness babies are pretty cute babies are pretty they cute are very very cute so here as you can see i have a kidder catter i do I'm see a, a kitty her, her <laughs> friends are the best friends in the whole wide world i will believe that forever 
They are. I love her, but I did not love her last night. Um, she decided that at 2.30 in the morning, she wanted to take an adventure of exploring my closet. Uh -oh. And somehow she got herself stuck. And so I woke up to her meowing like crazy. And so I had to shuffle some things for her to get out. I was not very happy. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. I was just like, Kat, I love you, but I don't like you right now. Oh man, that's, that's, I'm, I'm feeling that exact same way with Booker. He is, he's very talkative around our ladies right now. So. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. So we originally, we got like our two girls and him because we wanted to have like at least one litter of puppies together because um, they're like, purebred they're beautiful pups um i just like always wanted to have like a golden retriever litter and and but then just kind of things didn't pan out quite quite to the point i mean there was an opportunity where we could have but we just didn't do it and now the girls yeah. are getting older and it's like probably not gonna happen so but it's okay it's okay i mean there are plenty as i've gotten older too there's also part of me there's like there's so many fur friends out there that that need families so Exactly. Yeah. I'm a big fan of just just get a just get a fur friend. Like as long as you can take care of them and you're responsible and you can give them the time and attention that they need. Like having dogs for me, having just fur friends that I can come home after a rough day at work and just like lay on the ground and be like, give me all the love. It's like the <laughs> best feeling. Exactly. Mr. Rogers needs his love too. <laughs> They've like taken over the stream too. Like it's so ridiculous, but it's so cute. Like I had no intention of them at all being like this big a part of my stream, but now I just couldn't imagine streaming without them. Well, just think about it this way. Get a second cam for when you get your actual PC and have a puppy cam. A puppy cam. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the like game at the bottom, just have the dogs kind of chilling over there on yeah. the sofa. And think about it this way. They could actually be your BRB screen. If you're just taking a really short intermission, it'd be like puppy cam. Puppy cam. I actually got the the BRB clip idea. I think mm -hmm. there was one night where we were watching um, Kyle when he was streaming, and he does like the same thing, kind of the random clips on the on the BRB screen. And I was like, that is such a cool idea. I like that. He did his BRB and his intro screen, um, which has always been interesting because. Um, I actually didn't start watching the twin stream until I think it was, yeah, it was actually like October, 2018. Um, I knew of Twitch, but I wasn't really involved with Twitch at all. Um, and then I just remember Kyle texting me happy birthday and we reconnected. Um, and then he was just like, Hey, Chica, if you're bored, you know, I'm streaming on Twitch. It's free. Merp, merp, merp. And I was like, well, okay. So I started watching the streams and then a couple months later, um, he added me as a moderator and his channel was the first channel I actually modded. So it's crazy to see the progression from mod to now me being a streamer. It's nuts. I think just having those like friends who who are just you know there's there's definitely some people i found on twitch who i don't know like everybody's different some people i don't want to say it feels like i don't want to say it feels like they're using you because that's not the positive connotation i'm meaning but like so every, alternative motive I'll, maybe a little bit everybody yeah. kind of has like a different different gauge of it but when you find those people who are like 
you just get like a really good relationship with them you build a really good connection you've known them like i've known you and king and a couple others for over like a year now it's almost been yep, an entire been year. year i have a founder's badge and i was like shocked when i got a founder's <laughs> badge i was like what <laughs> yes and i'm just like wow like these are people i've known for a year and i hope to know them for two years and three years and five exactly. years in the future and just like every single day like it's so exciting every single day like talking to you and just being like how was your day yesterday what did you do what, what, what was going on and it's like it's almost like a text message thread that we're all in and just we're like always updating it like every single day it's pretty cool. exactly and i feel like it's been positive in that sense where I feel like I've known you for longer than a year, honestly, with how much we all interact with each other. And then Kyle, I've known him since high school. So for us, it was really just reconnecting and just building up our friendship to where it is now. Um, and the same with Mizzy, like her and I have been friends for 21 years and we continuously build up our relationship by being on Twitch and not being on Twitch. And I think it's good to disassociate the two because we don't want our friendships just to be on Twitch, right? And that's why it's great that we also can do this via Discord or sometimes if we feel like we really connect with people, we're like, hey, here's my number, reach out to me. Let's actually talk, let's plan a meetup. Yes, 100%. I cannot wait for TwitchCon. We got to go to TwitchCon. Either TwitchCon or I will just fly my happy ass out to where <laughs> you and wifey are. You, warning, once you see the Pacific Northwest, it is, it's pretty beautiful. Although, I mean, I'm excited. Colorado, I'm though, is so gorgeous. I remember, like, I, I used to live in Utah for, like, my entire life growing up. And then we mm -hmm. went to Colorado, I think, once or twice for just for like trips or something and it was so beautiful colorado's gorgeous it's different kind of beauty um because you have aspects of it that are very much mountain-esque or very like kind of desert-esque because of the part that borders utah mm -hmm. um so each part of it's very different and then you also get the city which is where i'm at um so it will be interesting for me to kind of go to where you're at because I've never been to Washington State, but I've heard that it's very beautiful, but it's very rainy. So I'm just like, don't know what to expect. You know, but I'm about it. coming from from Utah to Washington State, I was hoping it would rain every single day because it like never rained in Utah, like ever. And I'm kind of disappointed. Like it really does not rain. It rains, but it doesn't rain nearly as much as I thought. I guess depends on what part of Washington because what I've Maybe. always heard is that Seattle is known to be the gloomiest and the one that gets the most moisture so I guess it just depends I actually did looked up a, a it was maybe like a year or two ago on like which city actually got more rain portland or mm -hmm. um wash or uh Seattle and they actually both get like right around the same amount pretty interesting, interesting enough yeah but yeah everyone always says you know seattle's all gloomy and everything and you know the few times we've been there it's been pretty similar weather but it is beautiful and it's very similar to that sense where like eastern side of washington is very different than like the western side and then we have like the beach you know on the west coast so it's gorgeous i, I, love I can't wait to actually be able to travel more besides just going yes. home and seeing people and just packing a bag and just going. I think so many people are just so ready for, for COVID to be over and just 
it's it's yeah. been such a it's been such a strange year like for so many reasons for just like there i don't and i'm sure there's like so many hot takes some people have on on covid and, and government and vaccines and just kind of everything that kind of you know the presidents and all that stuff kind of in there mm -hmm. but like it's just been such a such a a chapter of history that's been very interesting to look through. Been, and it's just it has, it's shown that either people are really willing to work together or they're not like and there's no gray area about that it's just like black and white in that aspect unfortunately because just like well it's a pandemic you gotta do your part you have to wear your mask properly you need to social distance and get vaccinated and then there are the other people that just don't want to and if they don't want to that's fine that's their personal choice but for me i have family members that i want to protect so it's a no-brainer for me a hundred percent a hundred percent it's been a, yeah just kind of seeing how everyone's reacted through it and some people are i don't know i'm a very i'm a the, i guess a big fault with me is i'm a very understanding person like i'm very mm -hmm. agreeable and i can have conversations with people and just from two totally opposite ends of the spectrum and both of them i'm like i see where you're coming from i kind of agree with some of that so if I'm in the middle of a like a heated topic between people, I'm like, I actually don't side with anyone because I, I agree with both of you and I disagree with both of you. Yeah. So I totally get that. But if it's something as far as like COVID goes and someone is like, well, I heard this and I'm like, well, mm. you know, you may have heard that, but science would disagree because it's science. <laughs> it's science. <laughs> I wish we could just kind of run everything off of science. I would be. I mean, technically you can. Um, I try to like for things like vaccines and stuff like that. I'm just like, well, it's science. So um, if it's not ready to go, then guess what? They're going to have a lawsuit on their hands, but it's science. So they better have it right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people are are very distrusting, you know, of kind of just like government and stuff like that. And I mean, it's not like there's not cause or reason to be because i mean there's like so many so many fumbles you know throughout like history just even like recent history with like 2008 2009 financial stuff and and just like all the different elections and stuff people are people are very distrusting you know and i don't even just yeah. not even just of the government but just like of everybody like even when i go out and was like working with people everyone was like everyone is like always on <laughs> edge and and i'm just it's like true like you're not gonna like like hit me or something right i'm just trying to <laughs> try to help you with your phone <laughs> i think it's it's there's a difference between being distrusting and just kind of you know like using your best judgment like mm -hmm. if i meet for example if i met you on the street i didn't know who you were but you smiled and you said hello smile back and say hello right but that's not mean does not mean i'm gonna be like oh i'm gonna trust you let me hug you or i don't trust you let me just back away it's just like being that genuine friendly like i'm your neighbor i'm gonna say hello you're not my friend but we're gonna be cordial and i think people mm. forget that it's okay to be cordial it's okay to be warm and inviting without being like in your business right right like not everything has to go straight to 10 you know exactly exactly <laughs> it's like oh it's like she smiled at me she, she must want my number right it's like no no, no it's just, just like i'm smiling to show that i'm not 
using my RBF against you. I'm just, I'm happy and I'm just showing my happiness. Oh, the RBF. I, I think that that clip randomly played the other day. That was so funny. Oh, wifey explaining what RBF was to you. That was great. Oh, I just, I feel like I'm so out of pop culture sometimes. I'm so out of it. I will teach you my ways. You know, I had an old, I have an older brother. And so we were allowed to watch like an hour or two of TV. Um, so we had to be selective about it. After homework was done and chores were done, he usually got to pick it. So when I was finally old enough, I was just like, you know what? I'm picking my shit. <laughs> it's my turn. There you go. I mean, I watched SpongeBob. Does that count? don't know who mr rogers is i really don't i really don't <laughs> and you know what part of me like at this point hasn't watched anything mr rogers related and i'm like i don't know if i ever will like just to kind of keep this meme going <laughs> i think that it's important to know who mr rogers is because of the fact is he was just a genuine like good-hearted person and he never gave off an impression that he was distrustworthy so i think it is important to at least know who he was he was not during my time but i did know who he was i like good people i like good hearted yeah. people um let's see i did want to ask a couple more questions let's see okay. here um we already kind of did that one. Oh, this one is one of my favorites oh boy. if you could time travel and go in the past and tell your day one streaming self one solid piece of streaming advice what would you say Oh, shit. Give me the lottery numbers. <laughs> I go back and tell day one um, streaming girl that it's okay. Just take a breath. It's all going to be fine. You got this. You've got because this. Because I think that I was so critical of myself. Like, what if I flub? What if I have issues? Like, I kept thinking the what ifs mm. and I'm very much an overthinker I think we're all guilty of it um so I let the overthinking kind of complicate things and so I would just tell myself just to relax you know one of my favorite things I ever heard was from just like a random customer had a had a shirt on that said this like a couple years ago and it was like just one of those quotes I would get tattooed on me if I ever got a tattoo <laughs> one day and it was like you can't control the waves can only control how you ride them exactly and that's very similar to what my dad always used to tell me growing up like you can't control things that are out of your control all you can do is control how you react to them right because ultimately the outcome of something is how you're gonna react to it i 100 percent agree so many people just kind of get focused on on those what ifs or like just before going live or pressing any button or kind of starting any project it's just like oh what if this goes wrong it's what if this and it's like exactly just don't worry about it just go for it i and know if it comes up <laughs> take take care of it then exactly and it was great because i did have some fumbles i couldn't figure out how to get the sound to come through um, for y'all when I was first streaming and then Kyle was texting me. He was just like, Hey, look, you probably need to check this box. You probably didn't need to, you probably didn't check this. And the fact that he was taking his time and patience to like walk me through, he's like, believe me, I've been there. I've done this. And I'm like, 
thank you because I was like, I'm one second away from just like being like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> well, it's good that you kind of put yourself out there in, in that just like I'm uncomfortable position, but I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to grow exactly. from it. Um, I feel I honestly feel that same way about like doing podcasts still. Like, I think this is the seventh podcast total that I've done so far. And even like right before placing the call, it's like, all right, I'm going to have a drink just real quick and then we'll place the call. But yeah, and I think it's something that's different and it's more interpersonal because you're not looking at your chat and seeing my name and responding to me. You're actually talking to me one-on-one, -on -one, face to face, and it's an interpersonal connection. It's different than our day-to-day -day chat, right? And I think that's what makes us more special. And I love doing these kind of videos and I wish we could actually do these kind of videos once every so often because I feel it's good for everyone's soul. I 100% agree. Um, it, it's so, I've always felt this with like looking at chat and I wonder if you feel the same way. Cause like you can only say so much in a quick little chat message that it's, it's true. That it's only, it's almost like when you read off of that message, you're more so just like kind of whatever your brain <laughs> scrambles together for thoughts. It's almost kind of get, like throwing yeah. it out there. And it's like, somebody will say, oh, you did good on that boss. And then you kind of like spiel a whole sentence out of it. And just cause your brain kind of went there. But yeah, with this, it's so much more real back and forth like actually having kind of like a, an in-depth conversation so yeah i i i've been Please. loving these and there's no delay there's no 10 second delay from the laptop or pc mm. that you're on or the 30 second delay that's from mobile this yeah. is real time and it just feels much better it's almost like i'm having a conversation with you in person a hundred percent a hundred percent there's none of that like what what how what game are you playing today? And then like two exactly. minutes go by and it's like Bioshock. And it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> and that always kills me when people do ask like, what game are we playing today? It's like, it's in the title. <laughs> please, <laughs> please. Just chatting. Best game on Twitch, right? How are you going to plan them? Just chatting. I'm I, so curious. I think I'm getting close at this point. <laughs> I would hope so. My favorite game for sure. Um, <laughs> Is there any new streamer or content creator you started watching recently that has kind of re-inspired you or kind of reignited any kind of new inspiration? Good. Um, any new stream? Well, I definitely will say, and I know they will probably be listening to this podcast, my bitch Shadow Fury. <laughs> Oh, shadow. <laughs> we have this ongoing joke every time some, one of us pops into the chat we see the other person we're like my bitch um but he <laughs> just brings so much positive energy and i just love that he is as unfiltered as i am like we try to keep everything positive vibes but we also want to keep it real and i think that's something that people connect with is the fact that you know yeah this is a safe place but we're also here for you. And we're also going to lift you up when you're having a really bad day. And I think that's so important because he's built his whole community based on that. And he's just a ball of love and just a ball of fun. And I, I love that. But I also have to give you props to Zeph as well for bringing that kind of energy every single day, really early in the morning when I'm just like, 
I don't know what you put in that coffee, but can I get some in mine now? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love Shadow. Meeting Shadow Fury has been just absolutely one of the best highlights of Twitch. Um, and I totally agree. Like it's that sense of of we're gonna be real and honest with each other. And if something's going on, I I want to be there to help you. But always trying to come out of it with that positive vibes and that exactly. positive like it's like glass half empty or half full we're always going to go on the glass half full kind of side of things you know exactly and i think that's also why um i try to intertwine all of our communities with kyle's because when i first met you i was like you know what this guy loves final fantasy 9 and he is a ball of positivity he is gonna love my best male friend and that's when i was like light bulb let's introduce him and that's when i texted kyle i was like this guy's playing Final Fantasy IX. I think you're gonna love him. <laughs> I, literally, I, I cannot even me. I can't even put into words how much I love Kyle. Like, and, and I love David. David, seriously, love you to pieces. Kyle has kind of been has had that like life changing impact on me just from even the brief mm -hmm. moments I've talked to him, like in so many different senses, and I. I we could literally spend the next like half hour talking about how awesome he is. And I just cannot wait to give him a big hug and give you a big hug, give David yeah. a big hug, just Mizzy, just give the whole crew just huge hugs. It's coming. Yeah, it'll be a great day when we all can just meet up and just laugh about things, bullshit about things, talk video games, just have fun. Like, I think a lot of us are just like waiting for the opportunity of like, world, yeah. let's party yes yes and we all got to get a selfie with all of us doing the flexes <laughs> i can't flex but i can't eat. either but it's the thought that counts <laughs> <laughs> i'll just flex with food in my mouth eat. even better even better <laughs> um what has been one of your favorite channel point redemptions that you've seen from either your stream or any other streamer like a really creative cool channel point that you've seen any of that kind of pop in mind I gotta say, probably um, from Mocktong 7's channel, um, he has it to where if you have 15,000 Stanley Nichols, and if you don't know where Stanley Nichols are, um, that's from The Office. So um, <laughs> he has it to where you can redeem karaoke time and you put in the artist and he will do the karaoke for you on a friday that he's available and he will also try to dress like the karaoke artist oh. um one that i had him do and it was hilarious i was just like this is gonna be so funny i had him do wop by oh, cardi no. b and <laughs> megan the stallion i was just like why aren't you twerking he's like they don't really twerk in the video i was like i don't care this is like ah. a twerking song <laughs> we I, was like, Let's twerk. <laughs> I was like i was like we're here to see the booty shake twerk it was I, great i hope there's a clip of that i need to see mock's booty um, shaking i will have to send you the youtube link he uploaded on youtube and i was dying he had a purple wig he put on fake lashes i was dead see this is why this is this is why streaming is so much more than just playing video games or or when kyle was doing the the like the reading of it right Oh, when he did the dramatic reading of the thong song. Oh, yes, yeah. that was it. Yeah, I will usually when I raid him, he'll ask me, do I want a wheel spin or do I have something specific in my mind? And I always go with the dramatic readings. I always pick a song that is silly. 
the last time which i rated him yesterday mm -hmm. i had him do a dramatic reading of blue by eiffel 65. for those that don't know what song that is it's the song that goes i'm blue about it da, 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 da. yes <laughs> I think that was on my playlist at work actually pretty recently. <laughs> and then I think popping. the time before that, I had him do um, a dramatic reading of Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. Oh my God. <laughs> we need like a compilation I... of all of these just back to back to back to back. Yeah. Um, I also did that for David. Um, I was like, oh, you're going to do a dramatic reading. How about Living La Vida Loca by Ricky Martin? And he, he started laughing. He's like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Oh, my God. That's a good one, actually. Like the the um, the dramatic readings. Those are those are such a good idea. Um, have you picked what song you're going to be singing for your 1K stream? I have, um, and I'm keeping it a surprise um, okay. just because I want it to be something special and kind of different. Um, I hope it's Bohemian I... Rhapsody. No, because I can't do Freddie Mercury justice. That would be terrible. Nobody can. There's only one <laughs> no, and only. Nobody can. I love Adam Lambert, but he is not Freddie. So He's that's, not. That's so true. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for it. Um, I will be there to clip it. Oh God. <laughs> when is it going to be? Have you set a date for it? Like when the stream's going to be? Date. Um, I think once I hit the 1000 friends is then when I'll determine like when I'm going to do it in more likely be maybe on like a Friday so I can do an early stream. Um, Cause Saturdays I like to try and sleep in just a little bit. So I'll probably do it on a Friday, but I just haven't decided what date. Um, it all depends on when I hit that goal. So once I hit the goal, then we'll plan it out from there. As somebody that wakes up at 5.30 a.m. almost every single day, I'll be the first to admit that sleeping in for just a little bit, even if it's like <laughs> one hour, is the best feeling in the world. I can't sleep in for like an hour. Like literally, it's like spurts. So usually if I am like, I don't want to wake up at like 4, I'll be like, okay, 4.30 then like 30 minutes i'm sure and then i'm up i'm sure you're probably similar though like waking up so early for so long it's just like even if you want to sleep in you're just your body wakes up you know mm -hmm. like that time it's true um so i woke up as normal today and then i was just like shit i'm not streaming today but i'm doing this podcast and the podcast is later um, so I was like, okay, I'm taking a power nap because I am not about to try and fall asleep before this thing starts. So I took like a 45 minute power nap, woke up, was like, okay, it's time to start getting ready. And then got ready. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Honestly, doing, doing it later in the evening, I'm so bad at, I don't know if I could ever be like a late at night streamer because if something is really important to me at the end of the day and like mm -hmm. as it gets closer and closer i like start getting anxiety built up for it a little bit whereas yeah. like if it's like right first thing in the morning i'm waking up i'm getting everything set up by the time i go live i'm like there's so many things going on i can't even think about it so we're just gonna do it and then by the time it's over it's like ah yeah feel that but i feel like it also depends on what works for you um 100%. so unfortunately tuesday through thursdays my job dictates when i can stream which is usually starting at 3 p.m mountain time yeah. which is fine um but then friday and saturday i'm like i 
to dictate what I get to do. <laughs> this is fine. Working on your own schedule, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. Um, here is another one I that I usually like to ask as well. Who are, well, I guess we already did that. I was going to say like, who are three people that have had a profound impact on your streaming journey, but probably same three that kind of. You, Mizzy, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to A1 Twins and Misunderstood as well. Amazing, amazing friends. Um, so I guess to kind of wrap up, cause we actually, holy crap, we're already at two hours. That, this is the thing with the podcast is literally like I blink and we're already like right at the two hour mark, which is a good thing. Hopefully. Um, what is a question I miss that you would have asked yourself fortune? What's my government name? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, I think you, I think you have your real name on your Twitch panels, right? Or like in your Twitter? No, I, okay. Okay. So we'll discuss that after, okay. um, because I'm curious about your government name. Um, <laughs> Zephyr's XP. <laughs> but, um, no, I think you pretty much covered all the questions. Like it's really hard to think of questions I would have had for myself because I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's, it's like the, the spotlight on the moment, right? It's like, uh, what would I ask? Is there any, it's like, uh, this is Patrick. <laughs> is there any <laughs> questions you would have asked me by any chance? Um, I probably would ask you what motivates you to go live every single day? You know, because you have so many options when you stream and you have other hobbies that you love, like playing piano, guitar, ukulele. What is your driving force for streaming? Um, you know, I would say in the very beginning, it was definitely to play video games and like Final Fantasy because like re seven remake was coming out. I was super excited about it because it's like my remake to my favorite game ever, but just as time has gone on, honestly, it's just every single time before I go live, I get so excited to just chat mm -hmm. with so many people and just kind of see how their day's been, kind of what they got planned for. It's it's yeah. it's, it's kind of what you talked about earlier, where it's become such a, a big thing of social interaction. It, it feels like it's my, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I see it as a very good thing. It's become like yeah. my main source of so, social interaction. And um, that's that's definitely the big driving behind it is talking to people you know seeing how my friends are doing for the day um and yeah it's it's yeah that's probably the big one honestly it's been pretty amazing Boom. it's been and it's great that you have wifey who's so supportive of everything that you do it's it's just so heartwarming seeing the connection you guys have and the fact that you are so supportive of her endeavors and she's equally as supportive in your endeavors. And that's so important in any relationship. She's all right. She's all right. <laughs> <laughs> wifey is lifey. We know, we know. Golden Nile. <laughs> yeah. She's been mentioning that she's kind of been wanting to maybe jump back into streaming. So I don't know. She's found this. She has found the streamer who's like an animal crossing streamer 
who she is like in love with literally every day she's like watching her on the tv and i'm like it's it's cool that you know he found somebody who you kind of connect with i feel like everybody has that there's like always somebody out there that we could connect to and you know people can connect to us and important is you want to immerse yourself with streamers and like-minded people like yourselves and even if somebody isn't exactly like-minded as you as long as they have good art and good intentions then it makes it even better because it's like oh you might be different from me but it looks like we have the same goal here which is love and positivity literally one of my favorite streamers and and i've had this conversation with people like you would probably be so surprised that this person is probably like literally top three favorite just content creators in the entire world for me and is so lewd and so vulgar sometimes and so kind of has his own way of doing it um poppy foobar like poppy I and when poppy. i remember when you first introduced me to poppy i was just like Seth, this what? is a very family friendly of you, right? but I love him. I love him and I love his chaotic energy. Yes. But I was just like, Zeph, you're too innocent to be here. You need to go home. The street lights are on. Oh, it's, it's so true though. Cause he's like so polar opposite. I feel like for me and so many things, but like, I can just so appreciate the, the charisma the the, mm -hmm. the there's like just like power he has behind the camera and you can feel it like he just is yeah is there the spotlights on him and he is he's like freddie mercury you know just singing his butt off and his bony butt off and just you know preaching to the skies and man I, it's it's really it's really cool to find people who you can just sense like when the spotlight is on them they just exactly. they just got it you know exactly and i think it doesn't matter if someone is more unfiltered than you or not as long as they have that same energy you know and i i know that you mostly were filtered because your job and you know you're like i want to keep this stream kind of family friendly but now i'm just like well content creating is your job now so you can be a little more unfiltered if you choose <laughs> yeah I, I, it's actually never had anything to do specifically with my job it was just more so like I've always heard forever the less you street or the less you like swear and kind of like are lewd or vulgar kind of in that sense a lot of times brand deals will kind of shy away from that so kind of I was trying to like set myself up future proofing in that regard mm -hmm. but I've been I've been listening to a lot of like Gary V and uh Gary Vaynerchuk do you know who Gary V is I never heard of him but I'll have to check it out he is like a business entrepreneur like social media marketing mastermind like just oh wow in incredibly smart with like business and entrepreneurial stuff and mm -hmm. he's very he's very explicitive and and drops f-bombs all the time <laughs> and he's just like very honest and he and i remember i was listening to one of his talks and he was saying like yeah there's going to be some people who hear that i drop f-bombs and they don't like that and it's not family friendly and that's fine yeah. but the ones who do who get past that they're the ones like I want to work with and I'm being my wholesome, like just hundred percent myself. And if those exactly. brands want to connect with me and they're okay that I am just myself and drop F bombs, then Hey, we got a working relationship. Exactly. And I feel like that's the best way because you don't want 
to feel like you're pressured to do any kind of partnership where you can't be your true self. Like yeah. if I was told like, you have to act ladylike and you can't swear and you have to wear a dress, I'd be like, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm out. Uh, there's, there's uh, sponsor deals are, are so interesting. I, I would like never say that I, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but it would just have to be, I don't know. Sponsors are interesting. It's They're very interesting because it's only a certain percentage and no matter how much you put into it, they always get the better like cut of the deal. Right, right. I, I I've been I've I've had a couple emails come in and I I I don't I don't know how to respond to them. I, it's just like yeah, I mean if it's 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 really different if it's something like that you're already using that you love mm -hmm. love love like a microphone or a camera yeah, or like some exactly. kind of piece of equipment that you bought with your own money and you're like i love this thing and then stand by it but if it's like hey we want to pay you money to play our very not popular game on twitch so it gets in front of eyeballs it's like um i don't know about that exactly it's like um do you also want feedback on it because was about <laughs> feedback because we're gonna be honest but yeah i mean at the same time though it, it is cool kind of just trying new things i think so yeah exactly sponsorship should our sponsorships are interesting um one final question that i always love to ask kind of like more of a an open-ended question but what does streaming mean to you fortune cookie Um, streaming means to me an escape, you know, it's a means of escape from things that have been stressful in my life. And I think everyone has their stresses, their battles, what have you. Um, and I feel like Twitch has been that positive outlet for me, um, meeting wonderful friends such as yourself and just feeling loved and accepted has been the biggest thing because as someone who wasn't very well liked or popular in school um it finally feels like for once in my life just being who i am is enough that's awesome i like hearing that i i relate a lot to that i hope a lot of people relate a lot to that you know like just truly being yourself being putting yourself out there putting the best version of yourself out there the most honest version of yourself out there right. You might not get every, you might not have 20,000 viewers or ha like attract the biggest, widest audience net of people, but the people mm -hmm. who are there and who do connect with you, you'll make really, really, really strong friendships and connections. Exactly. And I think people forget that and they forget to just be the genuine selves and get lost in the aspect of it's all about numbers. And for me, it's not about numbers. It's about the interpersonal connections and just getting to know people. And that's what I try to do with the friends that I make through streaming is I try to at least learn one fun fact about them, whether it be where they're from or just what they love to do. It's all about the community and the friendships exactly. and the relationships along the way, 100%. Exactly. So where can all of our viewers and listeners connect with you online, Fortune? Y'all can connect with me at twitch.tv forward slash fortune cookie and that is fortune underscore cookie there's no e in fortune um and then also on twitter and instagram i also have a tiktok as well um it's just 
barely getting started. So I don't really advertise that one as much. Links to all of that is going to be down in the description below. Um, so you can absolutely just uh, click the links and it'll take you straight to Fortune Cookies Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok. So thank you all so much for watching and listening to this week's episode of the Zephcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to smash that beautiful like button for the wonderful YouTube algorithm. It really does help a lot. Um, and subscribe, uh, consider subscribing if you haven't done so already. It's absolutely free and it really does help out tremendously. Um, really 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 have had such an amazing conversation with you fortune thank you incredibly much for taking time out of your busy day to come hang out to chat to talk about dark souls and streaming and and kitty cats and just everything thank you so much immensely for having me it's been an honor and it feels good to have that interpersonal connection with you and just get to know you on a better personal level it's been so much fun it has been um, I really, really appreciate it so much. And this episode of the Zephcast will be live next Saturday. Um, so be sure to tune in then. And like I said, consider subscribing so you can get more incredible content creators, streamers, and podcasters coming up in the future. Zephyr's XP, fortune cookie. Peace. Peace out. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful rest of your night, friends. You all are amazing. Much love. And I will catch you all in the next one.